Stay tuned for a word from the Lord. It's loving the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. It's seeking God for Him, seeking God to be with Him. Too many of us seek God's hand, not His face. We want God to do for us. We want God to give to us. Seeking His face means we want Him. Here is Bishop Beach with today's message, Wake Up America. Let's pray. Our fathers, we come to open your word. We pray you would speak to us. Give us conviction about what you would have us do in this wonderful land that you've called us to live. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Romans chapter 1 verse 18 says this. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. It was the year 1919. Germany had just suffered a massive defeat in World War I and had been humiliated by the French. Germany had lost two million of its best young men in the war. Thousands more were crippled, blinded, or maimed. The German people were demoralized. In the midst of this atmosphere, Adolf Hitler began his rise to power. He started the National Socialist Party, which was dedicated to race, blood, and soul. He would begin to give the German people a new identity and unity by fostering hatred toward Marxists, communists, capitalists, and especially the Jews. As Hitler's power grew, he started the German Christian movement, attempting to win the support of the churches. Restating the National Socialist Party's objective in religious terms, he was able to get most of the church leaders to jump on his bandwagon. This German Christian movement abandoned the idea that one must seek the will of God from the Bible, the Word of God, in the name of what they called positive Christianity. Instead, they promoted the idea that one finds the will of God in the voice of culture, the tides of history, and most importantly, the Third Reich. They preached unity, that the churches who survived World War I should join together under the banner of national pride and unity. And most of the churches did. As someone has written, quote, No longer would the church speak to the culture. Culture would speak to the church. And with one voice, the church would say, Amen. There were some men of God who did not go along with this and stood for the claims of the Bible. In 1922, Karl Barth and two others began to publish a periodical called Between the Times, which opposed this German Christian movement. But it didn't prosper. Few clergy were willing to take the risk and take a stand. So 11 years later, in 1933, Hitler became chancellor in Germany. Later that year, in 1933, the German Christian movement held a national convention. They declared their support for Hitler's government. Some with slogans like, The voice of Hitler is the voice of God. In one day, they went from a movement to a church. The German Evangelical Church was formed. On the same day, Hitler signed this into law. He also outlawed all political organizations except his National Socialist Party. 
Germany became a one-party state blessed by one single and subservient church. The German church had been co-opted by those outside the church who lured it away from the Word of God. And now the church was blessing the very evil it was supposed to condemn. The question I have for you this morning is the same thing happening here in the United States. Is the church of God abandoning His Word to such a degree that it cannot speak or it will not speak against the culture? The culture says it's okay to kill over 50 million unborn babies. The culture says it's okay to live together whether you're married or not. The culture says it's okay to change the God-given definition of marriage. The culture says it's okay to be consumed by alcohol or drugs. The culture says it's okay for the government to be in debt to the tune of over $15 trillion. The culture says it's okay to ignore the plight of the poor and the needy while feasting on self-indulgent materialism. The culture says it's okay to condemn our elderly to homes where they live in isolation and loneliness away from their families. Has the church been so enamored and enticed by the blessings of materialism and capitalism that it's lost its ability to speak to the culture about the issues vital to our day? Friends in Jesus Christ, we had better wake up and pay attention to what is going on. Our politicians use religious words in the rhetoric of the church, but their actions speak louder than their words. You must listen carefully and understand the meaning of the religious words they use. Just because someone mentions God or prayer doesn't mean they're using the word in the same way you understand it. The founders of this country established a country to be ruled by law. Laws which were based on the laws of the Bible, specifically the Ten Commandments. Their intent and belief was that civilization would best operate if the tenets of Scripture were accepted as the norm in the culture. There was a sacred trust that if the justice system was centered on biblical precepts, that right would prevail, evil would be punished, and the blessing of God would be upon our land. Do you see that happening in our courts today? James Madison, our fourth president, known as the father of our Constitution, made the following statement. We have staked the whole of all our political institutions upon the capacity of mankind for self-government, upon the capacity of each and all of us to govern ourselves to control ourselves, to sustain ourselves according to the Ten Commandments of God. And yet, we've forgotten our history. And we are oblivious to our constitutional rights, so we sit back and allow others to co-opt and run our government who have one objective, to remove any vestige of Christianity from the public consciousness. Our children are no longer taught that the founders of this nation came here for religious freedom, not for freedom from religion, as they're taught. They wanted to be able to serve Jesus in their own way, not the King of England and not the Church of England, which is our mother church. They wanted a government established on the precepts of the Bible, not by the dictates of the king. 
Our children are no longer taught that our national motto is in God we trust. They're no longer taught that 55 of 58 signers of the Declaration of Independence were devout Christians. They're no longer taught that every session of Congress begins with a prayer by a clergy person, a chaplain, whose salary has been paid by the government since 1777. They're no longer taught that every president has had prayer at his swearing-in ceremony, and most have used the Bible to swear their oath of office. And why the Bible? Because it represented authority, the authority, God's authority. They're no longer taught that the Supreme Court begins its sessions with a prayer. They're no longer taught that on the wall behind the speaker's podium in the House of Representatives in bold gold letters reads, In God we trust. I find it very interesting that with all the debates we've seen about the Ten Commandments being allowed to be posted in the courthouses, that it's been done since we've been a nation. They've been in the courthouse. And all of a sudden, it's against the law. If you were to go to Washington today and stand in front of the U.S. Supreme Court building, you would find the following. A beautiful building with huge columns on the front of it. And above the columns, under the roof line, are engraved statues of the world's most famous lawgivers. And they're all facing and looking toward the peak of the arch, up to the top. We're at the top of the roof there. And standing there is a large man, Moses. And he's holding a copy of the Ten Commandments. And then as you would enter the courtroom, there are two huge oak doors And on each door is a beautiful engraving of the Ten Commandments. And then as you sit in the courtroom, you can see right above where the justices sit, the engravings of Moses and the Ten Commandments. Is all this just a coincidence? No. The founders of this country had woven into the very fabric of their psyche that the country's standard of justice and law should be based on the morality of the Ten Commandments. They really believed what James Madison said, that we've staked the whole of all our political institutions upon the capacity of mankind for self-government, upon the capacity of each and all of us to govern ourselves, to control ourselves, to sustain ourselves according to the Ten Commandments of God. And where was the church when the Ten Commandments became such an issue? When the Ten Commandments and prayer were were removed from our public schools and are now being systematically removed from all the courthouses in the land, where are the churches? Mostly silent. Sure, there have been a few courageous individuals who have spoken out, organized rallies, tried to make a difference. But where has the majority of the church been on this issue? Silent. Most church members view those who have been speaking out as religious crackpots and zealots. They don't realize that like in Hitler's day, their silence is allowing our government to be co-opted by those whose worldview seeks to destroy all that we hold dear. And they are succeeding. The public schools in this country, which began by using the Bible as their textbook, have been for the most part taken over by those whose worldview is totally secular. Granted, there are places where teachers still refer to God and the teachings of the Ten Commandments are taken seriously, but you can't officially pray at school events. That is, unless you're a Muslim 
where many school systems now allow you to stop and pray at designated times for prayer if you're Muslim. You can't use the Bible except if you've gotten special permission to use it for literature purposes. You can't teach the Ten Commandments. In most places, sex education curriculum advocates and encourages the gay lifestyle to young children. I mean, little children. In some public schools, you can't wear Christian t-shirts. Children have been punished for bowing their heads in prayer before lunch. And some have been punished for bringing their Bibles to school to be read during their break time. We need to wake up, people. We are asleep. And you think that it's not happening here or doesn't affect me? You better reevaluate your position. Look what's happening in Washington, D.C. Our federal government has been taken over by people who oppose what we believe is godly. Abortion is fine. The gay lifestyle is fine. Marriage is out. Freedom of religion, which is the First Amendment, is being attacked. And we, the people, just sit back and do nothing. Your tax dollars are being used to promote and endorse sin and to wipe out our Christian foundation. It doesn't matter which side of the political spectrum you are on. There are devout Christians on both sides. But there's an attack on the Christian faith which seeks to wipe it all out. Some would say, well, you you don't know what you're talking about. All you have to do is go to Washington and just read what's on the monuments honoring our country and our historical heroes. In a minute, we're going to be singing the Battle Hymn of the Republic. And I know some of you were born in the South, and you're thinking, why are we singing the Battle Hymn of the Republic? Well, (laughs) I hope you're over that. But listen to the words of this. I mean, this is the battle hymn of the Republic. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He's trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He's loosed the fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah, glory, glory, hallelujah, glory, glory. His truth is marching on. And you go all the way through this hymn, which we will in a little while. The words reaffirm again and again the foundation on which this country was founded. And yet we act like it's not so. And we let those who tell us that it isn't so or that it wasn't so, we act like it isn't so. Part of what makes it so crucial for us to pay attention is that we now have a whole generation of adults who have not had the morality of the Ten Commandments as part of their moral compass. I mean, let's be honest for a minute. I wonder who here could recite the Ten Commandments. If I asked you, if I came up to you in a little while and said, can you tell me what the Ten Commandments, could you give me all ten? And if this church is like other churches, sadly, most of us could not give all the Ten Commandments. Now, we're the church people. We should know them. But most of the culture doesn't go to church. Their value system has been formed by television and the movies and now more and more the Internet. And we in the church, if we don't know the Ten Commandments and live them out, how can we expect the rest of the culture to know them and live them out? If you don't stand up for your values and principles, who will? Martin Niemöller, a German pastor who spoke out against Hitler, said this. First they came for the communist, and I did not speak out because I was not a communist. 
Then they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. Friends, I know you think you're busy. You're too busy, and you are. But I ask, if not you, who? If not you, who? Romans 1.18 says, The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Many believe, and some teach, that the time has come where God has now pouring out His wrath upon this country. Now, the way God pours out his wrath is not necessarily by zapping everybody, you know, and the lightning bolts from heaven. The rest of Romans shows us how he pours out his wrath. He says he, he turns them over to their lust. He turns them over to their own desires. In other words, you don't want me around. You're not going to ask for help. You're not going to have me in your schools. Okay, I won't be there. I won't be there. My protection won't be there. My blessing won't be there. He turns us over to our own desires. And just as he does that individually, he does that as a nation. If the nation doesn't want God around, then what does he do? He backs off. We've seen this again and again in history. And gives people over to their own desires and ambitions. Life without God, life without his blessing, and life without his protection. I often wonder if... God's going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah or to Chorazan and Bethsaida. If you remember, Jesus spoke to that in the New Testament. Because of the condemnation they received for what they allowed in their culture, and for some reason he keeps holding back from giving us what we deserve. Many of you remember Judge Moore who was sued by the ACLU for displaying the Ten Commandments in his Alabama courtroom a few years back. Judge Moore has been stripped of his judgeship, and they went after his right to practice law in Alabama. He wrote this, quote, America the beautiful, or so you used to be, land of the pilgrim's pride, I'm glad they'll never see. Babies piled in dumpsters, abortion on demand. Oh, sweet land of liberty, your house is on the sand. Our children wander aimlessly, poisoned by cocaine, choosing to indulge their lust when God has said to abstain. From sea to shining sea, our nation turns away from the teaching of God's love and a need to always pray. We've kept God in our temples, how callous we have grown, when earth is but his footstool and heaven is his throne. We voted in a government that's rotting to the core, appointing godless judges who throw reason out the door. Too soft to place a killer in a well-deserved tomb, but brave enough to kill a baby before he leaves the womb. You think that God's not angry, that our land's a moral slum? How much longer will he wait before his judgment comes? How are we to face our God from whom we cannot hide? What then is left for us to do but stem this evil tide? If we who are his children will humbly turn and pray, seek his holy face, and mend our evil way. Then God will hear from heaven 
and forgive us all our sins and heal our sickly land and those who live within. But America the beautiful, if you don't, then you will see a sad but holy God withdraw his hand from thee. Many believe it's too late for our country, that we've gone over the cliff too far into this selfishness and materialistic and godless greed that that's, we've too far to turn it around, that God has turned us over. But I still believe in the promise God gave to Solomon in Second Chronicles seven fourteen, when Solomon had dedicated the temple and his government to God. The Lord says this to Solomon, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. This is directed to God's people, not the politicians, not the judges, not those who don't walk with God. To God's people, if my people who are called by my name, and to be a Christian is to be called by God's name. We're wearing the name Christ. If my people who are called by my name, it says we'll do four things. We'll humble themselves, we'll pray, we'll seek God's face, we'll turn from their wicked ways. These four things, humble ourselves. You know, it's hard for Americans to be humble. It flies against everything we've been taught. It's not in our DNA. To be humble, to bow down before a holy God, to fall prostrate on the floor before him, to humble ourselves. Secondly, it says to pray. That's simply to talk to God about our country, about our leaders, talk to him about their decisions, about the issues of the day, ask him to intervene, pray, talk to him, listen to him. Humble ourselves and pray. Third, seek his face. This is a picture of a loving God who desires to pour out his blessing upon us. It's loving the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. It's seeking God for him, seeking his face, seeking God to be with him. Too many of us seek God's hand, not his face. We want God to do for us. We want God to give to us. Seeking his face means we want him. And then the fourth thing here, to turn from our wicked ways. See, it's easy to talk about someone else, what they're doing, to point out their sins. But what he's saying here is to turn from our wicked ways, for us to live by the Ten Commandments, for us to live right, for us to love our spouses, for us to spend time with our kids, for us to do what is right. Turn from our wicked ways. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. Never before in human history has a nation been so blessed as the United States of America. As we've acknowledged and honored God, He has acknowledged and honored us. The question is, do we really want to lose this precious freedom that we have? If not, then brothers and sisters in Christ, you better wake up. It's time for us as the body of Christ and believers in Jesus Christ to get our life together. 
It's time for us to take a stand for what we know is right and what is true. We don't have someone holding a gun to our head yet. Yet. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. Amen. If you would like to get a copy of today's message, write to us at P.O. Box 636, Monroe, Georgia, 30655. Or you can order online at awordfromthelord.org. If you have any comments or questions, you can email Foley at foleybeach at awordfromthelord.org. For everyone here at A Word from the Lord, it is our prayer that you would be seeking a word from the Lord.